welcome millions, perhaps billions, of faithful podcast listeners. We are your hosts, Jason Kimber and Dave Simmons. We'll bring you along with us as we share life stories from our experiences living in small towns, or in Jason's case, an unincorporated community. That's true. Along with genius suggestions for solving the world's problems, and a whole lot of laughs. This is the Small Towns Podcast. Welcome in once again, everyone, to Jason and Dave's podcast, uh, as for now, affectionately known as uh, Tales from Small Town USA. Feels good every time you say that. Well, I'm, it's growing on me, but there's, uh, look, I'm up for other suggestions, that's for sure. But um, Jason, I've been thinking, growing up out in Grouse Creek, and I am saying Crick now, which is really hurting every single time I say it. It's like when people say, instead of saying roof, they say roof. <laughs> it's, that's not correct. Well, it rolls off the tongue and it, for and you, it, it feels good. But living out there, you don't just go to the grocery store. I mean, you don't go down and uh, chew the fat with the butcher at Macy's and, and get yourself some steaks and stuff like that, right? Yeah, I mean, we're talking, I mean, there's a small little convenience store, which we loved, but that was just for the basics, you know, milk and bread. But yeah, any any town of any considerable size that would have a butcher, if you will, we're talking Burley, Idaho, 75 miles to the north. So yeah, you're right. That wasn't, it wasn't an everyday occurrence. So how do you get meat and stuff like that out there? That's a fair question. I mean, hunting. Did you guys hunt? Hunting, yeah. My dad was a big hunter. We would hunt deer. We'd hunt elk. I grew up eating venison. I, I just assumed that's what everybody ate. No, they didn't. <laughs> no, they didn't. I mean, we would have like a venison steak or a deer steak. Good? Oh, fantastic, buddy. It seems like a little gamey. A me. little gamey, but you do is you pound that flat, you know, tenderize it. Okay. Dip it in some flour. You just fry that up. Put a little bit of your mom's homemade chili sauce on that. Really? Oh, maybe a little bread and butter. Oh, <laughs> It seems like Gosh. a lot of work. Well, I mean, for my mom, yeah. But, I mean, <laughs> <laughs> I like for you, we, it was just well, delicious. Yeah, it was delicious. I mean, we did have to get the deer, of course. People go to Grouse Creek to hunt deer and elk, don't they? Absolutely. You bet. We and have that's a, right in your backyard. Right in our backyard. In fact, most of the uh, animals that I, I think the terminology would be harvested over the years. Yeah, well, that's a nicer way to say that's it. That's a nice way to say it. Within, you know, miles of my home, mm-hmm. you know. But I, I need, I, I can't have you like painting the picture here that, that Grouse Creek is just chuck full of gun wielding. Wielding? What? Wielding. Yeah, gun wielding. Well, wielding if you're from Grouse Creek. Yeah, gun, gun you're, wielding. You're, you're wielding a... Hunters. Yes. No, I mean, safety first, Dave. So in the state of Utah, in order to hunt big game, you got to be 14 years of age or older. You had to pass what we call the hunter safety course. Yeah, I heard of those. Friends yeah. that took them all the time. Okay, good. Mm-hmm. So you're familiar. Mm-hmm. And I was just so excited. I mean, when you're 12 years old... You can hunt grouse, you can hunt bird, you can do some of that. So I had done a little bit of that. Nothing better than a sage chicken, I'll tell you that right now. Sage chicken is the new turkey, Dave. Really? Mark my words. Delicious. Do you brine it? Oh, I've never brined it, but I'm going to try it. Oof, I just got hungry. Yeah, me too. I'm not sure if it's for sage chicken, <laughs> but I could eat. We're going to have to put push pause on this and head down to the Golden Arches and see if we can get a sage chicken chicken sandwich. It's been sitting under the lights for an hour and a half. It's always better that way. I do love it. But yeah, I mean, so, you know, I hunted birds, you know, fowl, if you will, mm-hmm. 12, 13, 14. But when I turned 14, I was able to hunt deer. But again, before any of that, you had to take hunter safety. Now that was, if memory serves, I want to say it was at least a six-week course every Saturday. Wow. Oh, yeah. Listen, they're not messing around. You're not messing around. I mean, and it and it's all about again, as not just a catchy name, Dave, it's hunter's safety. Don't point it at a person. Don't point it at a person. Keep it on safety. Keep it on safe. Uh, make sure you know your situation, your environment, where you're at. The gentleman that taught the course, great man. Uh, his name was John Pratt. He was the uh, game warden for uh, you know northwestern Utah. I don't know how big his area was, but it definitely covered Grouse Creek because it's far northwest as you can get. I think he lived in Snowville, actually, but he'd come out and he'd teach every Saturday. Isn't 
Sorry, this is a little bit of a tangent, but Grouse Creek is right on the border of oh. Utah and Nevada. Yeah, well, it's actually right up in the uh, Tri-Corners area. I don't think people refer to it as that. I don't think they do either. <laughs> but Utah, Nevada, really and, Idaho. and Idaho. So it's not really a corner, if you will. But yeah, we're 20 miles from the Nevada border, maybe even closer. To the west. To the west, and, and Idaho is 20 miles to our north. Okay. So we are just right up there in the last little bit of... Civilization, if you will, of Utah. That's really not a whole lot of civilization going on there. (laughs) There's nothing civilized about it. (laughs) Well, I was taking 100 safety. Yes, you were. But you probably had to drive 100 miles to get to class. Well, nor did he come to you. He came to us. John Pratt came to us. There's enough people in Grouse Creek that are going to need to be taught about this. We would just kind of bulk us all together. So because myself... My sister, Lisa, my brother, Wade, Curtis, Breton, we all took it together. Cousin Um, Curtis. Cousin Curtis. I mean, you're going to hear more about him in podcasts. I'll tell you that right now. Um, Yeah, there's probably 10 or 12 of us that took Hunter Safe together. And Pratt, I'm going to just call him Pratt because that's what we called him. He's Mm -hmm. last name only. He would drive from Snowville every Saturday and teach us Hunter Safety. Now, like any course, you also need to practice through the week. And by practice, I mean target shooting. Because that was part of it. Yeah, shoot stuff. Yeah, cool. And I wanted to be safe about it. And my parents were very good. I mean, uh, we knew how to be safe with the guns. And so I would take my single shot twenty two. Oh, it's a beautiful gun, Dave. Oh. And I'd practice every chance that I could get. And were you a crack shot? Pretty good. Okay. Pretty good. Now, what happened next? I'm embarrassed to tell the story. I really am uh, because I'm much safer at this. But I did not think this through. So painting the picture, I'm on the front steps of the double wide. Now, you can't do this in Providence. No. <laughs> Somebody did when poor, Nikki, poor, poor Sandy Mills. Poor Sandy Mills. This is probably what happened. I maybe. Think about this. Yeah, maybe. But I'm sitting on the front steps of the double wide. There's not another house that I can see. I mean, we're three and a half miles from town, and there's not another house in sight. I'm sitting on the front steps. Maybe 25 yards in front of me is our fence for the yard. And I went ahead and hung a, a target on that. And what was this target? Did you just a traditional target? I didn't even make it. Like I, you know, we, we'd buy a package of targets with those okay. circles. You know, think of a dartboard, if you will. So you weren't hanging some sort of dead animal from no. the tree. And we're gonna pepper this thing <laughs> exactly right. full of it, shooting a coke can off a tree stump. Yeah. I mean, no, yeah. I mean, we did that, but not here. No, I, I needed accuracy and precision. Okay, was the name of this game. There was one fatal flaw that I did not take into account. I didn't check out the rest of my surroundings. So I'm sitting there on the front steps, just basically like shooting it from behind your back. Oh, yeah. And like, I'm, I'm talking the pattern I left in the target, like, you know, similar than a quarter. Yeah, well, that's good shooting. I mean, that was fantastic shooting. Out of the corner of my eye, beyond the target, maybe another 50 yards, I see some movement. And I, I kind of look up a little bit and, oh, Dave, I had a couple of sheep. Oh, no. I had a couple of sheep that were, unfortunately for them, on the backside of my target. And I got this sick pit, buddy. I got this sick pit. This they is, were behind your target. They were you didn't even target. know. No, I didn't. But I'm talking like 25, 30 yards behind. So we're talking like 7,500 yards from me. How powerful is this gun? Because well, wouldn't you have to be missing your target over top of it completely? Well, that's a very good point. I, I never maybe really your target. Maybe, maybe you weren't shooting as well as you thought you were. Well, I thought I was. Or maybe they were closer and I just didn't pay attention to what my And they stumbled another 30 feet yeah. back afterwards. I run out there, buddy. I run out there and I'm sick about it. I'm sick about it. And there's one little lamb. Mutton. Just just mutton. (laughs) Just mutton. And there's another one that's been wounded. Yeah. One bullet. Uh, It was horrible. So, I I mean, it was actually the, it was the day before. This was a Friday night. So, Saturday morning I go up. Curtis. Oh, my gosh. Cousin Curtis. Cousin Curtis. Like, I'm sitting there. I'm walking in. Pratt's walking in. Everybody's sitting down. Curtis is all like, hey. 
I heard you killed one of your sheep. Oh, no. Yeah. He threw you right under oh, the bus. Man. And there's probably not a lot of buses out there, there in Grouse Creek. There's one bus that's a short bus, and I'm here to tell you. Brad's like, what? And I'm like, don't worry about it. You don't even know what he's talking about. But I did get my blue card. What does that mean? That means I can hunt safely. Well, ask the sheep. <laughs> All I know is you went home and you had lamb chops that night. Oh, we didn't night. have lamb chops. I'll tell you what. And Mama I, I Kimber's mean, making lamb chops. She, and I, listen, I was, was kind of like... With her hot sauce. She's, well, no, mint jelly. <laughs> I mean, I'm, I'm cutting up the lamb chop. Just mm, weeping. Mm, delicious, but the tears are running down my cheek. So you grew up a hunter, but... I did. You don't seem a hunter to me. No. You don't seem like a guy that's just going to go out and hunt for the sake of putting it on your wall. No, I, I, I'm not that. I'm not into that. Like, I enjoyed it. I mean, growing up, it was definitely time spent with dad and my older brother and my uncle Eldon. I mean, we did a lot of hunting together. Yeah. And a lot of fun stories. But for me, it was more about kind of the experience. When somebody harvested something. Yes. Did it kind of leave a pit in your stomach? Did you not like it? I didn't love it, but not... It was so commonplace, though, for me. Right. You know what I mean? But if I'm being super honest, when I take a shot at a deer, if I missed it, I was like, oh, good. Yeah. Did you ever get it. one? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I won a big buck contest, buddy. Really? Yeah, I won a 22. Ruger 10-22. Was he delicious? He was delicious. I'm not going to lie to you. Again, that chili sauce. I just, gosh. I I mean, you. I can't fathom it. I can't fathom the whole idea of thinking, I'm going to sneak up on this thing, and I'm going to shoot it. And then I'm going to take hours upon hours to quarter it, is what I think they call it. Yeah, I think you're right. And then haul it out of there. The whole thing does not seem enjoyable to me at all. I have a buddy, Ryan Dunkley. He used to go, he and his dad used to get up at crazy early in the morning. And it was freezing. Did you know we used to get out of school for the deer hunt? Oh, yeah, for sure. That was that was fall break. Yeah, well, you were out of school probably to deer hunt every day if you wanted to. <laughs> but we used to get the deer hunt off. Everybody would get out of school and head for the hills. Well, not me. But no. Dunkley and his family, they used to get up at like early. In my head, I think four or five in the morning. Oh. Freezing. Yeah, count me out. And hike and hike. And they used to ride their motorcycles and stuff. And they'd get up there. And he'd come home. And I specifically remember... I remember one time him coming home and I'm like, well, how was it? He goes, didn't even see anything. Wait a second. You got up at 5 a.m., which you know me. So anyways, he goes up and they don't even see anything. And I'm like, well, that doesn't seem wise at all. Well, one time I came down to their house, happened to go into the garage to go in their back door. And there is this deer hanging from the yeah. rafters in their garage. And you got to process it. That's disgusting. I mean, when you're not expecting to see that and you walk in and all of a sudden, there's a deer dead hanging from the rafters. When you say process it, is it well, to drain I mean, the blood? Yeah, I mean, Dave, like when you, let's just take this down a little step. You go to Macy's and you see a... Not in the garage. <laughs> They're not doing it in the garage. That, you know, that's why, you, you, that's why you have a butcher. You go and you say, hey, guy, what is uh, what do you think a good cut of meat is here that I can throw on the grill? And he'll tell you. But you don't go into his backyard <laughs> or into his garage and have him cut it out for you right there. Touche, my friend. Touché. I don't know, man. Because you're right. Because that, you know, you take the animal on a mountain and then you go and you, uh, you know, you got to, if, if you don't That's where the work it, starts. That's where the work starts because you got to clean it out. Ugh. I mean, you clean it out, buddy. It's disgusting. It is. It's not pleasant. I, I didn't really like that. Part. I just can't imagine. And then you hang it up in the garage and then you skin it. And then and then they let it age a little bit, you know. Clarice, <laughs> something like that. You skin it and all that stuff, and yeah. you name it Clarice. Oh, and I don't know. I just think the whole thing. You talk to guys that are big time hunters, and we've got a few in our neighborhood. Yeah, they just want something for the wall. And I don't, that's something that I can't even comprehend. Yeah. I don't know. Here's the thoughts. Say, thinking about um, hunting elk. Majestic creatures. Majestic. I mean, I can even understand the pursuit to be able to see something like that and then snap some Polaroids. (laughs) Yes. You know, but these are guys, and we're going to have to have one of them on our podcast one of these days to help me understand the game. Yeah. But 
they spray themselves with female elk <laughs> urine, I think is what it is, to entice the male elk who are in the rut. <laughs> okay. And for anybody who doesn't know what the rut is, you should know what the rut is. You should just like Google that. Be careful when you're yeah, Googling do images. that. Don't yeah, do images. Yeah. So put yourself in that male elk's shoes. Yeah. You're a single elk. <laughs> You know, you're just, you're looking for love in all the wrong places. <laughs> and, and you start, there's the smell coming and it's perfume to you. Yeah. You're like, and then they're doing calls. They're like, oh, it, I think that's what it is. But, in, but realistically what it is, is, Hey, <laughs> I'm over here. I smell really nice. And I can tell you are really in the rut for lack of a better term. Come over here. If you like what you're smelling, yeah. there's more. Yeah, come over here. Well, any hot-blooded single elk is going to wander over there. Any self-respecting any one. Any self-respecting single elk is going to, well, okay. Sure, why not? I'm feeling it. I'm in the rut. <laughs> yeah. uh, you wander over. Next thing you know, somebody in orange jumps out and pumps you full of five bullets. The whole thing seems okay. wrong. It, okay. It's cheating. It is, a, it is a little cheating. I take umbrage with a little bit of, of scenario. I, I mean, I've heard the stories, but that's not how I hunt or used to hunt. I'm not a hunter. I'm not going to spray myself with female elk Are urine. there any decoys in your world when no. it comes to hunting? No. Like when you're laying a bunch of ducks out on a pond to call, yeah. you know, duck dynasty type stuff. Yeah, sure. Hey, you see a... You're a single duck. I know. And you see a whole gaggle of geese that are all female. Your chances are good. Yeah. Your chances are all right. And you're feeling good. Yeah. You're feeling good as the the only male duck on the pond. Absolutely. And these decoys are all the hottest geese. Why would you not show up? And and no offense. I mean, because did you say Ryan Dunkley? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I know of Ryan. I don't want to criticize him, but like, I mean, he didn't see a thing. I mean, obviously he wasn't a very good hunter. Well, like maybe it was the scouting trip. (laughs) My hunting experience was this. My dad would drop me off, and then he'd say to me, <laughs> Jason, get walking. <laughs> now, I don't want you to walk. He's like, I'm going to be down the road like 700 miles where I can see everything, but I need you to walk from where I drop you to the pickup point, but not in a straight line. I'm going to have you zigzag this entire mountain. You're, you're flushing them out. Brushing. Yeah, brushing them brushing out. Them okay, out. brushing them out. Brushing them out. I'm you're not, the dog. I'm the dog, and, <laughs> and, I'm, and I'm hunting them, right? Like, I'm not covering myself with enticements that would drive any male elk. Some frankincense. (laughs) Exactly. I'm not doing that. Like, they're smelling me coming and they're running. But, I mean, it's a little bit of a trick because they're running from me, but they're running right into harm's way. Right into My dad. Boom. Yeah, well, it's, I mean, you're smarter than the elk. Yeah, I I, I guess. I think this. If you're going to hunt, you can't have a scope. In fact, you can't even have a gun. Oh, come on. You got to. You got to fashion your own bow and arrow or something. Or chase it down, punch it in the face until you can harvest it. Until it's a submission. Yeah, that seems fair. Mm. If you're going to hunt, you got to go mano a mano with this bear on his hind legs. You can't bring it in with a truckload of Twinkies, <laughs> which happens. Did you know that? I, that seems ir- they like get, irresponsible. They buy, they buy expired hostess items, put them in the back of a truck, get in a seat that's up in the trees... And just sit and wait. 
is this they? Well, I've never heard of you, this. I know. I told you I was. I wanted to name names. I'm not naming names on this one. Okay. But okay. That, that's not an abnormal thing. I've talked to multiple people that the idea is entice these bears in. Yeah. Now, Jason, you and I both know. I enjoy a Twinkie. Oh, yeah. And a cupcake as much as the next guy. I'm awesome. walking around in the wilderness and I get a waft of them yes. uh, baked goods. Yes. I'm probably going to make my way that way. Ooh, what do you got? A whole truckload? What do you got there? Whoa, hey, hey. <laughs> I don't hey. want any trouble. Hey, I don't I want, want any trouble, trouble, guy up in the tree. Exactly. Ready to shoot me because all I wanted was a Twinkie. Or a Ding Dong. And let's be honest. I don't think there's ever even the opportunity for the bear or the elk or whatever in this scenario to say, hey, hey, hey. That bear snout is like deep in yeah. to the Twinkies. Yeah. And he's getting shot in the back. Over a matter of $80. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, hey, Back to the, the Future Back 3 the future. is probably uh, the best one. The best movie. You know, we're going to actually dedicate that episode to just maybe our favorite movie reviews. For sure. I grew up on some Fletch and Fletch Lives, all the Back to the Futures. We really need to get into a lot of that stuff. We do. Hey, a lot, a lot can be said about hunting, and probably we'll get into other things down the road, but time is up for this podcast, folks. We hope you join us on our next one. Well, that was our third or fourth, Jace. This number is number four. four. Well, congratulations <laughs> on number four. Thank you so four. much. Yeah, you look, you look great. Thank you. I feel great. <laughs> And if you're going to do hunting, I suggest just head down to Macy's or Smith's Marketplace or whatever you're going to do. Chew the fat with the butcher. Exactly. Thanks again, folks, for listening to another episode of the Small Towns Podcast. We're pretty sure we've changed your life for the better. If not, well, we'll try again next time. 